Who knows the origins of the word abracadabra? I want to hear that. What? Okay, the, the abracadabra came from the bubonic play. Okay. Hmm, I haven't heard that one. Yeah. Like it. Somebody's paying attention in school. Other thoughts? Anybody else have ancient knowledge? Well, at least from what my little bit of study has, uh, has revealed is that it is either an ancient Sanskrit or Aramaic word that basically means I speak it into being or I create with my words. So think about that as magic, right? Abracadabra. You're trying to bring something into being with your words. Well, I want you to think about abracadabra and speaking something into being in relationship to the creation story. This beautiful liturgical poem that we have in Genesis 1. In the beginning... Oh my goodness. In the beginning... Hmm. This isn't a baseball quiz. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was a formless void, and darkness covered the face of the deep, while a wind from God swept over the face of the waters. Then God said, said, let there be light. My point is, it could have been abracadabra, I create with my words. When God speaks, things are created. It's a beautiful, beautiful sentiment. A wonderful way of imagining creation and how it came to be. Walter Brueggemann, who's a preeminent Old Testament theologian just loves this what what, I think he called he's the one who coined the phrase I think this sort of this liturgical poetry that is in this first chapter you you hear it repeating you know um, there was morning there was evening the first day there was morning there was evening the second day there was morning there was I mean it's 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 a it's a poem it's poetry it's beauty trying to trying to represent something that, the, that, that God's people were trying to explain and to pass down as how the universe, how their world came into being. Today, we might say, according to our scientists, there was a great big bang. And there was helium and there was hydrogen. And the helium and the hydrogen kept banging into each other and they kept creating the other elements. And pretty soon, all those other elements just kept getting thrown out into the universe. Literally stardust. Because what they believe is that Big Bang created a tremendously large star, larger than anything we can basically imagine and that that stardust then went out into, into the formless void, right? And things began to happen, and out of this mix, we began to have more stars, and we began to have planets, and we began to have solar systems, and all of these amazing things 
began to happen and come together. And then around the earth, we have this mathematical improbability. And that is life. Human life. The way we know it. Both of these descriptions of what happened are beautiful. Just go look at exploding stars through a telescope if you can. Go to an observatory and see them show you universes that are far, far away. And it's amazing and beautiful. For those of us who are people of faith, how can we not imagine that God is somehow part of this beauty when we read through this creation story that God's people brought together to teach their children, to tell them about God, and then to tell them about us and themselves. In the first chapter of Genesis, beginning with the 26th chapter, it says, Then God said, or we could have fun with it, abracadabra. Let us make humankind in our image, according to our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over the cattle, over all the wild animals of the earth, and every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created humankind in his image, in the image of God he created them, male and female he created them. And God blessed them and said to them, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it. And have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the air and over every living thing that moves upon the earth. And God said, see, I've given you every plant yielding seed that is upon the face of the earth and every tree with seed and its fruit. You shall have them for food. And to every beast of the earth and to every bird of the air and to everything that creeps on the earth, everything that has the breath of life, I've given the green, every green plant for food. And so it was. God saw everything that God had made. And indeed, it was very good. And there was evening and there was morning, the sixth day. And then it's interesting, we have in Genesis 2, we have another version of this creation story. And I'm just going to, I just want to read part of that to you. And I, and I talked about it with the children Then the Lord, this is Genesis 2, chapter 7. Then the Lord formed man, or Adam, from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and the man, Adam, became a living being. Now what you have to know is that there's some, there's some poetry in here too. In the Hebrew, Adamah, or Adam, A-H, Adamah, even though it wouldn't be spelled that way, that's our English transliteration. Adamah means red dirt, or red mud, or red dust. Adamah. So God took Adamah and created Adam, the first human being. It's really beautiful. We're basically animated soil, is what um, Diana Butler Bass wrote in a book recently. We're basically animated soil. Next week, I'm going to talk about, about Eve and about, about human community and all of that. But what I want to say about Eve is that, is that 
In this second chapter, when it talks about the creation of Eve, of course, it comes out of, Eve comes out of this animated soil, Adam. And her name, her name um, can mean a a number of things, but it can mean to become. It can mean um, life. It can mean to breathe. That's what Eve the word for Eve can mean. So, ultimately, the first human beings are soil and life. <laughs> it's an interesting way of thinking about it. It's an interesting way of thinking about it. For all of you good uh, church people, um, when you hear, you are dust, what's the next phrase? And to dust you shall return. When do we when do we say that? Ash Wednesday usually. If you're if we're, if you're liturgical, everybody messed up, didn't they? Yeah, they didn't know when that was. Yeah. Um, Ash Wednesday, which is again, it, we often people think it's this is a very morbid sort of thing, right? Um, but it's not some sort of stoic philosophy. Remember, you're going to die, so just you know be be sort of even keeled. It, It really is a beautiful thing. We are literally made from the elements of the universe. It means the words of that, I think it's a 60s or early 70s songs that has the lyrics, we are stardust in it, are literally true. We're stardust. We're a mathematical anomaly in the universe, as far as we know it. God created from the elements of this universe that God created. God brought all of this into being and poured into us God's Spirit and then gave us responsibility. God said, this is very good. This creation is very good. These humans are very good. And I'm going to give them, we say the word dominion, I want to say the word stewardship, because a steward doesn't own anything. If you know, from the ancient, it's not ancient, it's really probably medieval, when they were, um, when they were lords and, and, and they were the landowners, and, but you had a steward in the castle who took care of everything, made sure all the p- crops got planted, made sure all the money got made, did all that, but they didn't own anything. They were just the steward. They were, they were entrusted with the care of the land of the, the Lord. And that's what God did for us. Because God said, I'm, I'm giving you all the plants, I'm giving you the animals, and, and they're not just for your use. They're for you to steward, to care for. They're for you to get dirty with, in a sense. Because they are also made from stardust. And so God set apart human beings in a different way, and the word for that is holy. When something is made holy, it is set apart 
for a purpose. We were set apart. We mud people, we soil and life. We were set apart for a purpose to care for the earth and to care for each other. And in some sense, the story of the scripture, the story of God with God's people is just the story of human beings walking away from that mandate and God inviting them back into it. Human beings walking away from it and God inviting us back into it. And in the Gospel of John, it says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Everything came into being through Him. And of course, what we know that the writer of John is saying is that Jesus is the Word. The Greek is logos. That Jesus was the Word. That Jesus was in the beginning with all of this. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit are in there. Abracadabra. And there's you and me. Mathematical anomalies given a purpose on this earth. And so while we are dust, and to dust we shall return. What a glorious heritage that we have been given and that every other human being we encounter has been given as well, even if they don't understand the gift that they have been given. And those of us who follow Jesus, we are the ones then called to be reminders, to be reconcilers, to lift others up so that they know that they were created just a little lower than the angels, as it says in the psalm, and given stewardship of what is in our power to care for. So I don't know what or how your life is going these days what you're struggling with or what opportunities are in front of you. But I wanted to remind you today that you are stardust. You are filled with the very Spirit of God. You have been set apart for a purpose. And you are very good. Amen.